Thank you for joining us for the Power of Faith with David Hathaway. It is our hope that you will be inspired and encouraged by today's message. We pray God's blessing upon you as you listen. Don't forget to visit our website, eurovision.org.uk, for more information on David's ministry. In today's episode, David continues his Bible study from the book of James, reading from verse 17 of chapter 4. In this passage, we confront a stark message about the perils of wealth and the consequences of earthly treasures. We are urged to reflect on the fleeting nature of material possessions and the importance of prioritizing our faith in Christ. Now, open your Bible and join David for today's word. Well, here we are again, and um, in these last weeks, I've been going through the book of James and finding quite a lot that um, I didn't fully understand myself until I began to uh, study it and to speak about it. There's much more than one realizes in James. Now I'm coming on to the last chapter. This will close this series. And um, while the beginning of it is a little bit difficult, when I actually look in this old Bible of mine that I used for many years, this is the Bible where the pages were falling out. And I've got these pages stuck it back in. (laughs) That's how much out they were coming. I've actually had to change onto a different Bible because of it, because uh, a number of the pages are falling out, which is not ideal when I'm preaching. Anyway, so James chapter 5. Now, James starts off here in quite a strong way. I mean, this, I find that actually the epistle of James is quite different in its style to those from Paul or even from the other disciples. Um, He's quite strict. I mean, in uh, the previous chapter, chapter four, we're dealing why are there wars and fightings amongst you? Um, you lust and you seek to kill. (laughs) I mean, that's terrible. But he does end, and I didn't actually mention this in the last message, the last verse of chapter 4 is very significantly strong because in it he says, uh, therefore to him that knows to do good, and fails to do it, to him that's sin. So what James is pointing out is what I learned from my father, that there are sins of commission, which sins that we commit, and there are sins of omission when we fail to do what we ought to do when we know that we should do it. So it's on that note that we ended the fourth chapter of James. And by the way, I'm using the authorized version. Strange enough, the previous one, it was the revised. Now I'm back into the authorized, partly, I think, because 
I'm so familiar with this in the authorized, I can't deal with it in any other. Anyway, he's rebuking rich men and saying, weep and howl for your miseries that will come on you. You see, the challenge here is not to the Christian. The, here the challenge is to those who are living outside of Christ in the world and who, whose main desire is wealth and power or either. And the tragedy is that so often people are seeking to simply accumulate. But uh, as somebody has well said, uh, naked you came into the world and naked you go out. You didn't bring any of your money or clothes when you came. You were dependent on other people. And when you die, you will again be dependent on other people. And so he's really emphasizing in verse 2, your riches are corrupted. Uh, they're worthless. And your fine clothes um, are moth-eaten. Um, this is not in the literal sense of how people might see you because there's no question people do see big cars or big yachts or beautiful clothes there's no question and certainly wealthy people are marked by these things but as regards the spiritual side they're worthless they're absolutely worthless uh, there's no, and when you realize, you see, you've got to understand where James talking here. You've got to understand very clearly that James is making a comparison between the brief 70 years that we live on average here. That's not counting me. I know I'm an exception, but <laughs> whether it's 70 years or like me, 90 or 100 years, that is a, a as we would say in England, a drop in a bucket, a drop in an ocean compared to the length of eternity. And the reason he's talking like this is so simply that you can accumulate wealth, you can become the richest person in the country, the richest person in the world. I'm thinking of some, I don't want to name them. <laughs> but those riches only last for such a brief time. And it's gone. When you're dead, it's gone. It's gone. And when you compare that with eternity, with Christ, none of that wealth counts for anything in God's kingdom. It goes on in verse 3. You've got to understand what he's trying to say. He's, in effect, he's comparing the short life that we live down here, and the Bible does refer to it as short, and the long period that we, we will be in the kingdom of God in eternity. I mean, <laughs> the Lord is going to set up a kingdom on this earth for a thousand years. 
And that's only the beginning because we, we live for eternity. We have an eternal life and we're not going to die. We should be building up riches and wealth in the kingdom. Do you understand? Here the exhortation is not to look at the wealth here, but to build in the kingdom. And um, Jesus teaches us in the parables parables, that uh, what you're doing actually down here is you're building your home in heaven with the materials that you send up what you're doing. That's why he says in verse 3, gold and silver (laughs) have just rusted away uh, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you. And actually, when he says, shall eat your flesh as it were fire, the very fact that when you're in the kingdom of God and you realize that for all your wealth down here, you've nothing, the Bible even says that some get into heaven and are virtually be naked. Not literally, but virtually naked with nothing. And so in effect, all these treasures that you've uh, heaped up down here will actually be a witness against you. And it'll be like a a fire. Well, I think he's actually uh, obliquely referring to the very fires of hell. Because you can be the richest man on earth, but without Christ, you spend an eternity in hell in fire. David has a vision in his soul. Eurovision, a vision of Europe one for Christ. This vision is God's vision, God's desire, to see his power, his glory, in Europe, and David will not rest, until God fulfills this vision, that he has put within David's soul. This new year, David will be ministering in Ukraine, Central Asia, Poland, and many other nations. During these challenging times in Ukraine, in June, we held a national day of prayer for Ukraine, in the city of Bucha, a place of Russian atrocities, cruelty and destruction. The next National Day of Prayer will be held in June 2024, when our staff are believing that we will thank God for his total victory. To make a donation to support our work, visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash donation. In David Hathaway's new book, A Firm Foundation, Strength for Now and for Eternity, David will guide you through the Apostle Paul's letters to the Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. David has written this book, to strengthen your faith, at a time when everything around us, is being shaken. Join David as he delves deep, into the truths of the Bible. Order David's book, A Firm Foundation, by visiting our website, eurovision.org.uk, forward slash, shop. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person.
Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.